If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Right now, every Monday at 740, we're honored to bring in our good friend. Uh, he's the editor of the National Review. He appears on all kinds of political talk shows. He's brilliant. His name is Rich Lowry. Good morning, Rich. Hey, how's it going? That's uh, quite a switch from Funky Cold Medina last week. Which I couldn't get out of my head for days. Wow, how about that? How about that? <laughs> We're eclectic, if nothing else, Rich Lowry. That's, that's exactly what we are. Hey, Rich, uh, listen, uh, I, I, you're a big sports guy. You tweeted sports. We'll talk about it in a little bit. But uh, one thing that struck me uh, over the weekend was that, well, of course, Joe Biden says he's going to pick a black female for the Supreme Court. And ABC Ipsos did a poll. And the poll came back that said that 76% of all people, everybody, consider, they said he should consider all possible nominees, only 23% that he say he should consider only black women, and 54% of Democrats said he should consider all nominees, uh, uh, adhering, uh, once again, to Martin Luther King's content of their character and not the color of their skin. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, another indication there's still a lot of common sense out there in the American public. Of course they should consider all candidates. Why should there be a racial and gender test for his nominee? It makes zero sense, and this debate is just going to be so annoying because people who say that are going to be accused of racism. I mean, it's, it's already happened. People said, well, you know, th- th- this, there's this guy over here that I think is the best jurist, and you, it's, it's – uh, stupid to reject him because, you know, you're insisting on a black woman that's, oh, you're racist. I mean, it's just, it's completely absurd. He obviously should go for the, for the most uh, talented, impressive jurist, which is good for their side. You know, having a Scalia for the right was a dream because he, he was, was so intellectually uh, talented and so good at it. He could, uh, he'd sort of change the way people looked at the Constitution. You should want that rather than an affirmative action nominee if you're on the left. By the way, I'm trying to repair the relationship I've got, and the show has, quite frankly, with Eric Adams. But Eric Adams has pretty much done the same thing. I mean, time and time again, it's a woman, it's a black woman, it's a, uh, it, it's some, it's some pandering to somebody. He has done that time and time again. I think as much, if not more, than Joe Biden. Now, uh, China, that is our number one enemy. It ain't Russia. We know that, right? I know Russia, Ukraine, all the nonsense, Putin. It's all about China. Yet, as I said to Bernie earlier this morning. I, for one, am looking forward to the Olympics coming up on Thursday night because I happen to love the Winter Olympics. I'm happy for these kids who have trained their whole lives to get the opportunity to perform in front of the world. But I'm not stupid. I realize that, of course, China unleashed this deadly virus, as well as waking up every day, the folks in charge, they're trying to figure out ways to screw us here in the United States. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. But, but I'm going to watch the games. I'm rooting for our kids, and I think we should be there. What do you think? I'll watch the opening ceremony just for to see how they're propagandizing, because you know, as a news event. But I'm not going to watch any of the the game. Why not? Uh, I I think it's appalling that it's in China. This was a crazy decision. Never should have been made. But it's not. But but it's not the kids' fault. It's not the kids' fault. No, I, 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 
I recognize that, but I'm still I'm just not going to watch. I mean, they're, they're there and they can get their medals, um, you know, if they earn them and they can comp- compete. You know, I don't begrudge them that. I'm just not going to watch. I'm not going to give anyone any money for for being there covering it. I just think it's it's appalling. I mean, they're going to surveil every single one of these kids. You know, God forbid one of them says something, you know, about how human rights. <laughs> they may be detained. Yeah. Um, and th- then they're going to, as soon as it's over, they're going to continue their planning to invade Taiwan and pr- perhaps wage a war against the United States. So the, the IOC is the ultimate culprit here. You know, they, they set this in motion and they never should have years ago. But I, I think it's a dreadful mistake. Uh, Justin, cancel Scott Hamilton. Cancel him. Get him out. <laughs> Get him out. We don't need him. He's, he's, he's a Chinese uh, collaborator. Communist Chinese. <laughs> Uh, listen, we're speaking with Rich Lowry on the Bernie and Sitchell. He's the editor of the National Review and a brilliant guy. Rich, another thing that struck me, uh, uh, well, last week, actually, the CDC finally acknowledging that natural immunity works better than vaccines. And if you had said that, say, on the Joe Rogan podcast, uh, they'd be calling for you uh, to be censored. And so th- that's a fact. Natural immunity is better. They resisted that for a long time. The CDC got it wrong for a long time. Nurses, cops got fired because of it, nursing shortages, et cetera, et cetera. Also, you wrote about how school mask mandates, how the left is losing the debate. The tide is turning on this uh, whole COVID derangement syndrome. Uh, Your thoughts on that? Yeah, so this disparity you're talking about where you could say things that were just factual and you'd get canceled, you'd get shut down by YouTube. I mean, we still see it now. Dan Bongino said on YouTube that cloth masks are worthless, which basically the CDC has now said, but YouTube yep. hasn't caught up with the facts and, and suspended his YouTube channel over it. But this school mask debate, which has seen pieces in the Atlantic and the Washington Post, even a New York Times columnist saying that this makes no sense, why are we doing this, that no one else in the world recommends the way the CDC does masking uh, kids aged two and above um, no one no one does and there's just no way you know all these kids have been wearing cloth masks they don't make any difference they're not going to wear them properly anyway they're going to degrade during the day you know they they get wet and all the rest of it so this has just been theater to make uh, I guess to make teachers or to make various uh, COVID Karens feel better but you know all the teachers in the United States basically are vaccinated you know there's nothing to stop stopping them from all getting vaccinated and boosted. So there's just no reason to do this to kids. So I was watching uh, Newsmax on uh, Saturday night, and uh, I saw you. I know you tried to be inconspicuous and discreet as you possibly can, which (laughs) I saw you reveling with those hundreds of thousands of folks in Texas at that Donald Trump rally. Did you love it? Did you love it or what? (laughs) What do you you think of these these rallies? I I mean, you know, like O'Reilly was on with us last week, and he doesn't like them. He doesn't like these rallies. He he doesn't like one. Because he doesn't think Trump needs to continuously remind people how great he is and how bad Biden is. He thinks Biden, just by waking up every single day, fails. Just by waking up, he fails. What do you think about the Trump rallies? I, you know, I just sort of take them as an inherent part of the Trump phenomenon. So, so long as he's a, a vital political player, this is what he's going to do. You know, it's like. Um, well, but but his know, point, but O'Reilly's point. But let me give you O'Reilly's point. O'Reilly's point is like Christina, for example, she loves Trump. She's going to watch it. But for somebody who's kind of not sure and maybe now they're drifting away from the mm-hmm. Democrats, they may see this and say, wow, this guy really is too full of himself. I, that's O'Reilly's point. It's not mine. Mm-hmm. He doesn't think it helps grab people that don't already love 
President Trump? The thing that I would say, you know, you're not going to listen to me, but just the complete obsession. There was a statement yesterday about the 2020 election. He needs to get beyond that. Um, and, and there's just no way he's going to win in 2024 running on uh, relitigating 2020. Everyone is kind of future oriented in American politics, even if they have, have the darkest view of what happened in that election. So that, that's that's what I would say. But um, whatever anyone thinks about the rallies, he's going to do them. I mean, he's just he's good at them. He loves the the high of uh, being in front of so many people and ginning them up. And it's just it's as I say, it's kind of unalterably associated with the Donald Trump political phenomenon. Rich Lowry again on the Bernie and Sid show, editor of the National Review. I, I actually agree with you on relitigating the 2020 election. It's kind of the emphasis. I mean, these people are hanging themselves. Let them hang themselves. Stop, stop giving mm-hmm. them fodder to hang you uh, is what I would advise Donald Trump. Bill O'Reilly says the same thing. Uh, Rich, I mentioned, of course, the Supreme Court, uh, that, that poll, 76% of Americans say consider all nominees. I mentioned the CDC flipping. You did as well. You wrote about it. The tide is turning. And then, of course, we had this, uh, uh, these tragic murders of the NYPD officers, the funeral on Friday, the outpouring of grief and love and respect for police. Uh, are we witnessing a tide change, a, a, you know, sort of a, yep. a, a difference in the mentality, sentiments amongst, uh, you know, various topics, including those towards law enforcement? Yeah, I think there's a, a big backlash going on across the board. The question in New York, of course, and, you know, since Sid, has been on this is, what what are we going to do about it, right? right. I mean, cl- clearly the, the the guy won the the morality mayorality because of what you're saying about crime. The the sentiment is there, the outrage is there. Um, but w- what what's going to happen now? It's great that he's he's reconstituting this an- undercover anti-gun unit that never should have been suspended. But but we need we need more than that. But clearly, New Yorkers are ready. Right, but uh, it all comes down to action and not words, and uh, right now there's still a lot of words out there, not a lot of action. All right, it's still early, and the beauty about the Super Bowl is you get two weeks, so you can change your mind next week and back again <laughs> next Monday. What is the day after early Super Bowl pick from which Lowry? <laughs> I guess the Bengals. I guess I'm going with the, wow. the, the more talented quarterback. I mean, that was just a, a shocker. I never would have expected it, but you kind of had that feeling when the Chiefs left those points on the board at the end of the first half, and it completely, yep. like, idiotic, yep. careless uh, time management that it might cost them, and, and sure enough, it did. And these games are just so narrow in, in the playoffs. The Bengals have won twice now, two weeks running, on a deflected, intercepted pass that's right. right at the end of the game. Yep, that's true. Uh, and it comes down to really a play just like that that will uh, get it done. And there you have it. Because I know as a child, Rich, you grew up uh, on Long Island, and your hero was Boomer Esaias. And so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe not. Uh, listen, as always, excellent job. Thank you for hopping on this morning. And we'll talk next week when we're closer to Super Bowl right. 56. Thanks, fellas. Have a great week. All right, Thanks, Rich. There Rich. he is. Rich Lowry, editor of the National Review and covered a, a variety of topics there, just about everything you can think of. That's why Rich is so good on a Monday morning.